Welcome to Faith Bible College International's podcast, where we share spirit-filled preaching, teaching, and encouragement. For everyone living to make a world of difference in their life and the lives around them with the good news of Jesus Christ. God bless you. What an exciting day to be alive serving Jesus. And uh, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to be anywhere. Uh, but I'm really thrilled to be here with you today and, uh, and rejoice in God's faithfulness and goodness. I was so excited about chapel on Tuesday. I said to Pastor Ward, I'm going to pray that he'll do it again. Uh, but I have an opportunity to share with you the Word of God. And, and God doesn't do the same thing every time, just so you don't get in a rut. He just doesn't do the same thing every time. I, uh, I must give a shout out to my little brother who said he would be watching. And so if I was like some people, I would square all of our differences right here publicly and let him... <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. He's a good guy. I really appreciate my brother. I, uh, I do want to say how much I appreciate Pastor Ward and uh, this opportunity to share the word with you. Uh, if you don't like Pastor Ward, blame me. Uh, no, blame God. Blame God. Uh, but uh, I had a say in it. I felt like uh, uh, one of the better decisions I've made in my life. And uh, I do appreciate Pastor Ward so very, very much. Today I was, uh, over the last couple of days, I've been thinking about chapel on Tuesday, what the Lord did, and I felt like the Lord wanted me to help you to carry that. And the way you carry that is by letting God take over. Not doing it in yourself, not trying to make it happen, but learning how to let God take over. I've been in places where people tried to make things happen and uh, didn't always turn out well. I, I, I went away one time to India. This is far enough back. I think nobody here would much remember. I had somebody fill in for me that tried to make something happen, and I heard about it all week long after I got back home. It doesn't go well when you try to make it happen, but life gets easier when you let God take over. Have you ever seen the little... Uh, um, sticker they put on cars, God is my co-pilot. Like I'm thinking, stupid. <laughs> really? You're going to drive God around, aren't you something? <laughs> Would you let him take over? Give him the wheel? Kind of like the story I heard about a man in the woods. Uh, a, a woodsman way up north. I heard this when I was a teenager. There's a, a guy that was learning how to drive the logging trucks. And so one of the uh, teachers of uh, the folks learning how to drive the logging truck said, now what would you do if you're headed down an incline and the brakes are failing? What would you do? Called on a student. The student says, I'd wake up my, my partner in the bunk. And so why would you wake up the partner in the bunk? He said, because he's never seen an accident like we're going to have right now. <laughs> And so I've met a few people in life that want to keep charge of everything, and you wouldn't believe the accident they're going to have. But the people that can learn how to let God direct and guide their lives, let God take over. 
I got three passages of scripture I'd like to read to you. First one's found in Psalm 68. I put them on the screen because you probably didn't come with the King James Version of the Bible. But my text is important to be in King James Version of the Bible. I'll tell you why in just a few moments. But we have here, let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Sing unto God. Sing praises to his name. The book of Romans chapter 3 and verse 3 and 4 says, For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid, yea. Let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, Thou, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. And the last reading is back in the Psalms, Psalm 70, verse 4. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee and let such as love thy salvation say continually let God be magnified let us pray our heavenly father thank you for your presence in this house and we thank you for your word and I just pray you'd make your word alive to every heart because today we don't want to just get victories from time to time in chapel. We want to let you take over so we walk in those victories. Help us today in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. So let God take over. Uh, the key uh, that stuck out to me, and it started a little bit back when we were, you asked me to lead the chapel, and I told them, let God arise. And so I was curious, how many times does the Bible say, let God I get caught up with weird little, doesn't take much to amuse a small mind, little things, two words, just, I, I, I tried a sermon one time on, but God, before there was a computer. <laughs> yeah, how many, how many times the word but appears in the Bible? How many times God appears directly after but, but I had this idea that it was horrible, but God showed up. I worked real hard on that sermon, got up on that Sunday morning, preached my heart out best I knew how, and uh, walked to the back door, and somebody shook my hand and said, I know where you got your sermon. I said, you do. I had my wife reading off to me, but God, but God, I'd write for a while. I'd give it to, the book to her, and she'd read, and I'd write for a while. I know how I got that sermon. He said, I know where you got your sermon. Jimmy Swaggered preached this morning on the telecast, but God. <laughs> you know, after all that hard work, you still didn't get any credit. It. Uh, but this is a short one. Just let God. And, and that phrase appears just three times in your Bible. And I thought it was a strange phrase. Me, let God. Like, like I can let you in my house. You knock on the door, ring the doorbell, I can let you in. I have the ability to turn the knob and open it and let you come in. But let God, like, whoa, God's God. God do whatever he wants to do. I, I, I kept asking myself, how do I let God? 
But the Bible clearly says thus in the King James, and it says it in a few other versions as well. Didn't want to remember all of them, but, but it may not say it in, in some of them. But the key there is let God, first one is arise. Let him ascend. Let him lift up. You understand from the Old Testament, when the when the fiery pillar that represented the presence of God, when it lifted, it meant we're going somewhere. Things are moving. If you want things to move in your life, then let God arise. How in the world do I let him? He's God, can do whatever he wants. Well, I understand from Scripture, much like getting saved. Do you remember getting saved? Somebody said, all you have to do is ask Jesus to come in. He's God. He can do whatever he wants to do. No, he's made it such that if you'll ask him, he'll come in. If you'll let him, he'll be your savior. And we here were convinced at some point to say, okay, I bow my knee. I ask Jesus Christ, who is the Savior of the world, to be my Savior. And when I let him come in, something transpired in my life. I was never going to be the same again. I let him do what he wanted to in my life. It's easy for people sometimes to get to victory but they don't hang on to it because they don't let God continue to do that in their life. They want to take back the reins. They want to take back the steering wheel. It's my life. Yeah, but I'm telling you, it's going to be a bad wreck unless you let him have the reins. Give him the wheel. Let him, don't let him be your co-pilot. Make him the pilot. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. I said, how do I let you arise? He said, all you got to do is praise me. All you got to do is mention me. All you got to do is lift me up. All you got to do is talk about me. If you'll praise me, I'll show up. I inhabit the praises of my people. If they'll but praise me, I'll come in on the situation. I'll be there in the middle of the room. I'll be in the middle of the discussion. I'll be in the middle of the adversity. And the devil can't stay when I show up. No more than darkness can hang out. When the light switch is turned on, there's something powerful about people that learn how to praise their God. It's like giving an invitation to God. You're welcome right here. I want you to enter this situation and this circumstance. And we can do that when we're in the altar because everybody's doing that. But when I need it sometimes is when I'm facing the struggle out there. But he promised he'd come if I'd let him. <laughs> he'd come if I just invited him. You're welcome here right now. In this situation, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to let you be Lord over this matter. I'm going to invite you to take over in this situation. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. But I'm confident if you just show up, if you just come, everything's going to be okay if I can just get you in the matter. Now in life, I, I never was much of a fighter. I remember being in kindergarten and coming home kind of complaining that the big kids in the playground took my swing away from me. 
And my father tried to help me. He'd get down on his knees and push me around and try to tell me to push back. And, and he wasn't much of a fighter either. I didn't go too far. And, and, and I, I, honestly, I can never remember a time where I doubled up my fists and went to work on somebody. It just never happened. So I got to the eighth grade somehow. I made it to the eighth grade. And, and I was coming home for lunch. Uh, we live close enough to the school system. I always went home for lunch, and I was on my way when this big kid stood out in front of me and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whip you. And I stopped and paused for a minute, and I looked at him. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, came this guy by the name of Othan. I knew Othan. His father was a preacher. Othan wasn't in my grade. I don't know where he came from, but he stepped in the middle and said, you'll do no such thing. And I just walked home into that story. It was over. I, a few weeks, months later, we moved to the Allagash. That's like 80 miles away. I come out of church on Sunday morning and just a new kid in town. And the kid down had been in Sunday school standing on the parking lot and looked up at me and said, you come down here, I'm going to whip you and take your coat. Well, it didn't seem very promising on my part. And so I kind of stood there. And would you believe Othan Rosignol stepped out of the shadows and stepped in and said, you'll do no such thing. And I'm thinking, can you imagine, only two times in my life I've been threatened, and the same guy, 80 miles different, steps in the middle and says, that's not going to happen. And what I took away from that as a kid was, I didn't have to worry, God's got my back. I wasn't going to have to fight my own battle. I wasn't going to have to take the wheel. God had me covered. And as long as I bring him into the mix, as long as I invite him into the situation, I was going to have help. Uh, my, my, my classmate used to sing, look up, see God, your help is on the way. I'm telling you, if you just praise him and keep looking up, your help is on the way. You don't have to fight this thing in your own strength. Uh, you're not meant to conquer this on your own. Uh, just begin to praise him. Uh, invite him to come into the matter and all things begin to change. Ooh. Some of us like to fight, though. We think we can handle it. <laughs> I can do this myself. We're like children. You know, you want to help a, ch a child tie his shoes, and I can do it myself. And <laughs> you know they can't. <laughs> so you like to hurry on, get on with the day, but you're waiting patiently for them to try to tie. I feel like God some days is just standing there waiting. <laughs> Would you just give up? <laughs> Would you just turn it over? Would you just let me do it for you? I've already paid the price for you to walk in victory. You don't have to fuddle down there. I'm ready to pick you up if you'll just give me the opportunity. And when you start saying, thank you, Jesus, I, I bless the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord's a strong tower. I'm going to run into it and find the safety and the shelter. Something begins to change in the atmosphere. Because you just let God. <laughs> I need you right now. Just let God. Something powerful. He'll fight for you. Don't have to fight for yourself. You let him do the... The battle's not yours. 
He said the battle was his. <laughs> Let him have it. Let him fight for you. The second passage says, let God be true. And I really had a struggle with this. Let God be true. I read Jesus and I am the truth. How do I let somebody be true? He already is the truth. He said, you can let me be true by believing what I told you. You're busy believing what the devil's been telling you. And I'm not true in your life. The passage really talks about that I read to you. Just because people don't believe, does that make God a liar? Well, it'd be me like, like me telling you just because people don't believe in the world that Jesus is the Savior, He's not the Savior. Well, you say that's not true. He is the Savior to those that will receive Him. If people don't receive Him, doesn't mean He's not the Savior. He's not their savior, but he's come to be the savior. When you and I start believing what God says about us, we let him be true because we live what we believe. If you believe the word of God is important in your life, you'll read it. If you believe prayer is important in your life, you'll pray. If you believe, now, you know, we please understand, we do what we believe. What we really believe, that's what we do. It's easy to say, I believe God's word. But the real proof of the, the fact is, is when you do it and read it, that's where it becomes important to you. When you pray, it's more than saying, I believe in prayer. I'm going to pray. I'm taking advantage of what I believe. Believing. Now, I know people want to say, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. And you and I could duel out on, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. It doesn't change anything. The devil, devils believe and tremble. My father was so frustrated, that little church in the Allagash, every house he visited, they said, oh, we believe in God. We love the Lord. But they never go to church. <laughs> like couldn't see any fruit to this love they had <laughs> and, and any fruit in the life for what they said they believed because they didn't really believe it what we believe we begin to act upon so when I start believing I start talking who I begin to say I believe God things might look tough but I'm trusting God I'm, I, I know God's going to make a way where there is no way. What I believe starts coming out my mouth. It was wonderful. I don't know who picked the songs for today, but you couldn't pick any better bunch for me. It was about the battle. It was about your mouth, what you're saying. But what comes out of you is so important. You want to walk in the victory God gave you? Then keep talking about it. God's on the throne. I believe he's going to take care of me. I believe he's going to provide for me. I believe he's going to heal me. I, I really believe he's going to help me. I, I'm going to overcome this semester because I believe God is bigger than all my tests. Uh, he's bigger than every assignment. I believe God, the God that called me here, didn't call me to fail. He called me to overcome. And so I'm going to let it come out of my mouth. I, I'm on God's side. I don't want God to get on my side. I want to get on his side. I'm not asking him to join with me. I want to join with him. There's an old song we used to sing in the church. I want God's way to be my way. And it almost sounded like, 
I want to have my way, and I just want God to sanction what I want to do. I just want him to pat me on the shoulder and say, good going. And I, I, don't want, I don't want my way. I want his way. I want his way to become my way. I want to yield myself to the plan and the will of God. I want that coming out my mouth. I believe God. I believe he's bigger than any problem, bigger than any mountain that I can or I cannot see. I believe he's bigger. And when I believe he's bigger, I begin to speak to the mountain, be cast into the sea. You gotta go in Jesus' name. When I believe God, you see, faith in God will move a mighty mountain. Faith in God will calm a troubled sea. It'll make a desert like a fountain. It'll bring to your heart the victory. Just have faith in God. He's well able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or even think, according to the power works in us. You want to walk in this victory? Then let God arise. Want to walk in this victory? Then let's let God be true. Just declare, I don't see it. I don't feel it. No, I don't want important. He's just true. <laughs> Not depending on how you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you say. All you need to know is he's true. He's true. And he'll do what no other power can do in your life. Let God be true. You've listened to your mama. You've listened to your daddy. And they didn't always tell you the truth. But you can trust God in his word. Might have come from a home where people lied to you and deceived you, but... I'm just here to tell you, you can trust God. Even when you don't feel it and even when you don't see it. I like that song that says, he's working, he's working. Even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. Because sometimes we Pentecostals function on what we feel. And we felt good in the chapel on, on Tuesday. And maybe by Wednesday we weren't feeling the same feeling and we wondered if we still had the same victory because we didn't feel what we felt. But I'm telling you, it's not based on your feelings. And I like feeling good as much as the next fella. I, I like the joy of the Lord as much as the next fella. But I'm here to encourage you and tell you, you can walk in this victory even when you don't feel it, even when you don't see it, because God's still God. He's never going to change. He's God on the platform. He's God back at the door. He's God in the amen corner. I'm telling you, he's God in the dorm. He's God in the door. He's God in the gymnasium. He's God all over this campus. I, I know God is God. God's not going to change. Ah, let it be a reality, Lord. As I walk in faith and I let my mouth get in agreement with you. you know, all it takes is two people in agreement. You can agree with the devil and he'll have his way in your life. It's easy. <laughs> he tells you you're no good, and you just say, yep, that's right, I'm no good. God's over here shouting, I made you in my image. <laughs> I made you with purpose. But we've already made an agreement. <laughs> just get an agreement with God. So what he says about you can come true. So the victory he's already prepared for you comes to pass. So the liberty that he's given to you becomes a reality because you got an agreement with God. I agree with God, even when I can't see it, even when I can't feel it. He's right. We have a little saying in the steering committee that even when so-and-so is wrong, they're still right. 
I'm lo- not looking at the so-and-so. You probably met people like that. They're right even when they're wrong. <laughs> I met some people that go by how they feel and they feel like they're right. When I'm saying you're wrong, the Bible says, <laughs> but they're not believing it. Let it, what, what you believe is going to come out your mouth. I assure you it will. Whatever you believe is going to come out your mouth. It's going to happen. You're going to speak what's in your heart. Remember Caleb? In the Old Testament, some of you got that far in the Bible already? Caleb in the Old Testament. He said when he came back with his testimony about the effects of what had happened on their escapade, call it their impact. They came back and everybody's given a bad report. It was horrible. I mean, the the fruit of it was okay, but the giants are great and the times are tough and I don't see any way through here. And, And that's when Caleb says, let me have the microphone, please. I believe he said something like this. Uh, we are able to go up and take the country and possess the land from Jordan to the sea. And though the giants may be there our way to hinder, God will surely give us the victory. Uh, He was trying to pump some faith into them that they would believe what God had already promised to them. Uh, Some of you have been in my office. You see that little cylinder that I have on the desk. I've talked about it a few times. It's just a, it's kind of cute. It just sets with a needle point up against the glass and it's just suspended there in space. It's not magical. It's, it's, it's magnetic. So when the, when you look at it, I can spin the end of it because the only thing for friction is that little knob on the glass. It'll spend a long, long time, a little friction. What holds it up there is magnet. So every once in a while I meet somebody come into my office and no matter how hard I pull up on them, they fall down. I'll try to pump the word into them. God's for you. God's going to help you. I'm going to pray with you and I'm going to pray for you. And I pick them up. And they hardly get outside the door and they've fallen down again. It's like that cylinder going in the wrong direction. What happens when you let go? Boom, it falls down. As long as you're holding it, it's up. And I met a lot of folks in Bible college. As long as you're holding them, they're up. As long as it's a good chapel, we're up. As long as we like the preaching, it's up. But as soon as we walk out the door of the chapel, it's like somebody let go and they're right back where they were before. Pick them up, let go, boom, down they go. But if you can get them turned around, where they're going in the right direction, they're letting God arise, they're letting God be true. They're like that little magnet. When it's going in the right direction, I can push down on it. But as soon as I let go, it's coming back up. (laughs) And there are people in life are headed in the right direction, Stuff's going to come. It's going to push down on you. It'll wait you. But for a moment when that thing passes, back up you come. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You're headed in the right direction. You got the word in your heart. You believe the word of God and you're coming back up. Can't hold a good man down, they say. Well, you can't hold down a spirit-filled man. And you can't hold down a spirit-filled woman that are walking in the spirit. They'll come back up. Let me hurry on. Let God 
be magnified. I was thinking about this, let God be magnified. I bought a set of glasses. I don't know, maybe you've seen them somewhere along the way. Really helpful for old people. <laughs> there, I just brought you into focus. I can see you now. <laughs> yeah, they're made to look at tiny objects and be able to... Anybody ever do the word puzzles in the paper? Where you, where you do the flip the letters around. The little final clue is so small. I can't read it until I do this. <laughs> Let God be magnified. The problem is in life, most of us have learned how to use the binoculars. Something about when we look at problems, we tend to pull out the binoculars and say, whoa, you wouldn't believe this. My heavens, my little mohills are looking like mountains. Like, I'll never be able to get over that. <laughs> Take a look. Whoa, that's huge. We're kind of like the people with the telescope. You know when you turn the telescope around, it makes objects that are far look further still. The problem is, is when we're looking at our problems, we're using, whoa. We put it under the microscope. <laughs> and you never saw problems like I got problems. Oh, woe is me. Agony on heap. <laughs> wow. If it wasn't for the little bit of bad luck I've had, I'd have no luck at all. Just whoa, whoa, whoa. I met some people like that. You ever tell them you got a sore throat and they've had all that and 10 things plus? Just everything terrible ever happened to you in life, they've had all that and 10 more things. They're, whoa. The problem is, is they studied out their problems so in detailed, they missed God entirely. And when they looked toward God, they flipped the thing around and he looked further away than he really was. Let God be magnified. I believe this is about your testimony. I believe this has to do with, I believe that if you'll praise him, he'll arise. I believe that if you'll, if, if you'll just believe him, he'll be true. But I also believe if you'll testify about him, you know the Lord has been good to me. Let all those that have enjoyed the salvation of the Lord begin to let God be magnified. I want to tell you how good he's been to me. He's healed my body. He's touched my mind. He's rescued me in the nick of time. I'm going to praise him. I just got to tell you, he's been good to me. I got some preacher friends that if you ever talk to them, they'll tell you about all the churches that hurt them. They'll tell you about all the problems they had in each church. They've rehearsed them well. And I stop and look at life and say, wow, I guess maybe somebody said something bad about me once. I guess maybe that happened. <laughs> Don't remember it, but I, I suppose it did. It happens to most people. I guess it did. But what I wanted to focus on was God took me through. God held me. 
God worked in my behalf. Whoa, every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. I might have had tests and trials along the way, but I found he was better. He was stronger. He was more powerful. And when I testify of what he's done, he saved me. He provided my school bill. He made a way for me. He's healed my body. I just want to test. I feel like testifying. I just want to testify for a moment of the goodness and the grace and the power of God. I believe we ought to have more testimony meetings in the dorm. We need more testimony meetings in the gym. More testimony meetings in a classroom where somebody says, I just got to tell you. I was praying over my school bill and God sent somebody by I didn't even know paid the bill. I, I just got to tell you, you prayed for me yesterday. I wasn't feeling good. Today I'm feeling fine. God is my healer. Some more testimonies going on of the goodness and grace and power of God. Because as you testify, you brag on his goodness. You begin to blow him up. And the neat part of this is as big as you make him, as much as you brag about him, you know, you brag on me and it's a short list and I'll probably let you down on the short list. But when you brag on God, he's bigger than that. <laughs> when you figured you said all you could possibly say on bragging on it, he's bigger than that again. He's more able and capable than that again. Oh, you just had him provide a two, uh, uh, a 75 cent stamp, whatever it's worth. I don't know, 50 something, I don't know. Yeah, I remember praying for a stamp. <laughs> Back then we didn't have cell phones. I know I'm archaic. I didn't see any dinosaurs when I roamed the earth, but, but, and when I came to school, my only lifeline to home really, there was a pay station there, there was, there was a pay station, but I never had any money for a pay station, it was kind of pay as you go. And so I would, uh, I'd write letters to mom, dad, tell them how things were going. And, uh, and I need to stamp. I remember it was 11 cents. And they did have postal service, but it was 11 cents. And somehow, there was 11 cents showed up. Like, I don't know how. I don't know who did it. I love telling stories how God shows up. My dad told me a story when I came home from school, how he was... He, he was uh, praying over the telephone bill. We, we, when he pastored, they took care of all of our phone bills except for the long distance that he made. And the long distance bill was like $9.26, whatever the case. And, and, and he was praying about that. And, and, and a man walking by the house stopped in and said, uh, Pastor, could I have a cup of coffee? Dad said, sure. Dad loved coffee. He always had a pot on. Made the man a, pot of, a cup of coffee. And when the man got up to leave after having a little time of fellowship together, he just reached his pocket and laid out on the, all the coin and dollar bills he had in his pocket, just dumped it out on the table and see you later and walked out the door. My dad stopped and looked back at this and counted it out, $9.26. Well, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God knows exactly what you need and where you are. When you get a few of those testimonies going on, I just want to tell you what the Lord has done for me. I used to have warts on my feet. They were so bad you couldn't walk. They were planter warts, and my dad said, I tell you what we're going to do. I'm not trusting in the, uh, there's a whole bunch of medications out there. He said, I tell you what I'm going to do. You come 
over here, son. I'm going to anoint you with oil. I, he anointed my head with oil. He prayed over me and said, I command these warts to go. I came back uh, the next day and there were no warts in my feet. I was walking fine. My little brother a few months later came down with warts in his feet. Uh, my dad said, you come over here, son. We're going to try the same prescription. He anointed him with oil, prayed over him, and the warts went away. Many, many years later, the grandson, I, I, and my, my brother's not serving the Lord then, and the grandson, my, 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 my brother tried everything. He, he, he tried the, the warts medicine. He tried, he put stuff on the feet. They never went away. They were still right there. Finally, he broke down and said, Dad, would you come pray for my son? My dad walks in the room, pulled out the same prescription, anointed his head with oil, prayed over that boy, and the warts went away. I don't know what your stories are going to be, but I'm telling you, as soon as you get one, as soon as you get one, you testify. You don't have to have a whole chapel full of people to testify. Start with the roommate. Start building some faith in the hall. Start building some faith in the bathroom. I mean, you just get an audience wherever you got one and you tell them the Lord's been, something powerful begins to happen when you and I begin to exalt him. The first one prays, I believe praise is Thanksgiving inside out. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't become reality yet but you're calling God into the matter. It's called praise. The second one, you believe that he's well able to do what you need done. And the third one is you testify when he's come through and you tell of his goodness and his grace. I got my signal. It's time to quit. <laughs> you ever have signals like, I don't know what your signals are. The clock on the back wall or, no, mine's my wife. <laughs> Let me close with this. You can go to that last screen if you would. Don't limit God. Don't limit the Holy One of Israel. God can only do for you what you let him do. So when others are saying, God just came through for me. Well, that never happens for me. God just heal me. Yeah, well, it doesn't happen for me. What happens is you, you begin to limit what God can do. If you read the New Testament, Jesus went from town to town. In some places, he said he couldn't do many things there. They didn't believe for that. So he couldn't do. They limited the Holy One. It says about this in Psalm 78, where it talks about the children of Israel didn't get to go in the promised land the first time. Uh, that whole chapter is a sad, uh, a sad psalm in, in Psalm 78. When it talks about they limited the Holy One of Israel. Let this be a college where we let him take the wheel. Let this be a college where we let him take over. Let this be a place where we see the demonstration of the power of God because it's not just about a chapel meeting that we hope we have a good one. No, no, no. It's everyday life. We're living and walking with the King of glory. And because we are, we walk in an expectancy. God's going to heal. God's going to deliver. God's going to provide. God's going to take care of us. God's going to empower us. God's going to raise us up and make us men and women that are going to impact the world for eternity. We'll not limit him. Keep praising. Keep believing. Keep testifying. Stand together with me if you would please.
if the folks would come back to the platform, help me out, that would be great. I like this song. I It's old, I know it is. I used to sing it every chapel, nearly every chapel, or every prayer. They always, I get in a rut. But the songwriter said, how great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And then all the world will see how great, how great is our God. I want him to arise in you. I'm ready to pick you up if you need picking up, but I'm going to turn you around when I do. (laughs) I'm ready to get you going in the right direction when I do. I'm willing to pray with you if you want prayer. But I, I just want you to take a few moments here right now. I just want to exalt him. Let him be Lord. Let him be Lord in the dining hall. Let him be Lord in the chapel. Let him be Lord in the classroom, in the hallway, in the game room. Just let him be lifted up. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, let the power of this gospel work mightily in the hearts of your people. This is more than just a a fun time. It's more, it's more. It's more than having a one-time experience. It's more. We want to walk in this thing, Lord. We want to live this thing out day by day. And I believe there's a key. It's letting you take over. So right now I pray. I'm praying for people that are hanging on the wheel. I'm praying right now, Lord, let them let go. I know it's a step of faith to let go, just to let go. Let God have that matter. Don't, don't, no, no, you don't have to say the last word. Let it go. Let it go. You don't have to prove yourself. Let it go. Let it go. You don't have to take care of it yourself. Let it go. Let it go. Let God intervene in your behalf. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to know more about Faith Bible College International, please go to faithbci.org. And find out how you can enroll in our programs or partner with our mission. Again, thank you for listening to FBCI Podcast. Join us next time for more teaching and encouragement. Remember, you make a world of difference.